What's good, everybody? Welcome to 808s and Ankle Breaks, the hip-hop and basketball-based podcast. I'm one of your hosts, editor-in-chief of the Amherst Wire, Jonathan Kerma. Here with me is my co-host, Trevor Wilson, managing editor for the Amherst Wire. And ladies and gents, we got a wonderful guest with us today. Trey, introduce yourself, my man. Hey, what's good? I'm uh, Trey Cruz. Um, you know I'm here. Trey, uh, me and Trey, uh, Trey used to go to UMass Amherst in uh, freshman year. We were friends that typically talked about hip-hop and basketball. Um, He's now over at uh, UMass Boston, correct, Trey? Yeah. Studying communications, and he's just going to be joining us today. We're going to be talking about Slapper Skip, per usual, looking at some of the hottest singles of the week. Later, we're going to be talking about this year's March 808s and Ankle Breaks March Madness Bracket as well as a little bit of uh, NBA buy or sell, and then Trey actually has a a discussion for us that we're going to end things with, but we'll keep that as a surprise for now. Uh, But let's kick things off with Slapper Skip, guys. Let's do it. Did everybody listen to this week's songs? I just want to check in. Yes. All right. All right. Just checking in on everybody. So first (laughs) we got Lil Uzi Vert, uh, who just dropped his album, Maternal Take, today. Finally. Um, So this single actually came out earlier in the week, uh, That Way. What'd you think of this one? We'll start with Trevor. Slap or skip? That way. Um, so I'll say I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a meh. Meh. Um, and I say that because I love how he flips it. Um, but I don't know. There's just nothing really that stands out to me about the track. Um, I think it's Uzi's like usual crooning. But I gotta say, it's really nice he's making music again, and I'm pumped to hear Eternal a take since I have not heard it yet. But I'm gonna give it a meh. It's all right. What'd you think of this one, Trey? All right, yeah, um, you know, I got love for Uzi, but this one was a skip for me. Skip? I skip? Yeah. I think, I like what he tried to do, but I think the flow and the, you know, obviously, like, interpolation of, what's it called? The, the Backstreet, Backstreet Boys, Boys I want it that way, you weren't feeling it? I was like, I don't, I don't know what you got going on here. He kind of sticks with that same flow through the whole track, it just gets tiring. Mm-hmm. And I know I don't go to Uzi for bars, but some of it is... Some of it's rough. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to hold you on that. Um, I will state my opinion, though. Y'all are some haters. This is a slap. <laughs> this is, I was about to go as far as a super slap, but then I realized, like, okay, maybe you're just Chill, you're back. being an Uzi fan no. that's just a little biased. Yeah. But I the the interpolation of I want it that way, I love that I love that Uzi is kind of sticking to, to the idea of, you know, sampling rock stars. He kind of did mm. that with um, Feelings Mutual. Wait, 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 wait. We're using the word rock stars. Yeah, oh, you use sampling other genres. Other genres. My fault, Trey. My fault. You're right. Not a rock star. Pop stars. Either way, I like that he's yeah. he's diversifying hip-hop fans' taste buds with this. Mm. Um, I love yeah. the whole atmospheric uh, chorus of uh, vocals that he has. The, I think it's, it's a, it sounds like a chorus of, of girls um, in the background on the hook. I Overall, I agree. You know, I will never go to Uzi for some bars. So I definitely had to overlook some, some parts where he says, they laugh at me because I'm emo. I kill my girlfriend. That's why I'm single. I yeah. did, I'd ignore, you know, those bars and a couple other bars. But in, overall, I, I go to Uzi just because of, like, his energy is just fun. And mm. this yeah, is, I don't want to hold that against him. But I definitely, like, after a certain point, I don't think the flow really sat with me right. Just fair. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It just... Felt like a lot. You are entitled to your opinion, even if I sure. think you're wrong. Um, I'm gonna turn up to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Next, wanna, what'd you say, Trey? I want to see that. 
Next, we got Meg The Stallion with her latest track, Ain't Equal. Um, this is coming off the heels of a whole, an interesting week for, for Meg The Stallion yeah. in the media in terms of bringing out her contract negotiations to the public. Uh, she got a restraining order against her label, allowing her to release th- this song as well as the rest of her project, um, uh, Sugar. Um, so this was the intro track, Ain't Equal. What do we think of this one, guys? Trevor first. Um, I'm going to give this one a slap. I love this song. Uh, she's really tenacious, really aggressive. Um, but, you know, the song is really itself about, like, overcoming obstacles and triumph. Um, she's very honest on it, too. I don't think there's necessarily anything that stands out about the instrumental, per se. She loves to use that synth bass, though. Like, those funky synth basses. She loves to use those. But um, from the last song that we had of hers on here, um, this is a big improvement. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of the song. Easily a slap for me. All right. And, Trey, what are you thinking on this one? Uh, I'll give it a semi-slap. I don't think it's something I'll personally go back to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So think... so here, here are the rules. We got slap, we got meh, we got skip, we got super skip, and we got super slap. So would you say a meh? I guess it's a meh, but I like my term semi-slap because it's a little... Meh. Semi-slap. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know? Um, yeah, no, I think it's, it's fine. It's good. It's, like, technically proficient in a way. But it's something that I, I don't feel like there was a unique element to it that made me feel like I got to go back to it. Mm. That I really, well, it's not something that stands out to me in a group of songs if it was played. Yeah, I okay. definitely feel that. Yeah, I think. But it's good. Yeah, for me, I think I'm also gonna give it a meh. Uh, Trevor, you talked about how you were triumphed in this, and I think there's a little bit of that. But I guess for me, I was expecting more for some reason with okay. the title like "Ain't Equal." Yeah. I don't know why I wanted to put like the pressure on Meg Thee Stallion to expect <laughs> her to be some kind of like. Uh, leader in, in uh, not, I don't know if it's civil rights or or uh, feminine rights. Either way, I was just I, I attached that to the title and I couldn't shake it when I was listening to it. And it, it seemed like it was more just kind of checking her opponents, and that's really all it was to me. So that's why I was a little disappointed. But overall, you know, the flows are solid, the beat is solid, so I'll, I'll still give it a meh. Mm. Next on our list, we got Drake with two singles, and I'll be honest, he he released the two songs together in a YouTube video, so I don't even, off the top of my head, I can't tell you which is which, but we'll, I'll try my best to decipher it, but first, Chicago Freestyle, what did we think of this one, Trevor? Um, I'll give this one a meh. Uh, meh, you know, M-E-H. Is this the second one the, in that video, or is this the first one? It's the, it's That's the... the yeah, when he when he flips the M and M, yeah, yeah, which I actually didn't mind. I actually kind of liked it. I thought it, yeah, I thought it fit. And normally I'm not a big fan of artists doing that, but I don't know. I think it fits really well in here. As always, Drake's gonna have like fire instrumentals. So, but I think his sleepy fo- his sleepy flow is all right on this one. Um, I honestly can't say I'm gonna come back to it though. Um, so I think it's also not on Apple. Yeah. That it's yeah, it's tough to come back when it's not on streaming services. But I think regardless, I'm just gonna give it a man. Nothing really stood out to me about. How about it. you, Trey? Yeah, uh, I thought Devin Booker was pretty cool to see. I think Chicago yeah. was the second one. That didn't have the like the same sample from Song Cry, right? I can't remember now. I no, so, the Song Cry sample I think oh, was on the first yeah. one. Yeah. Okay, good. So I'm not tripping with this. Yeah, I wasn't. It's also a man for me. It's the kind man. of thing like M E H again with Drake. I think he has a lot of those one-off singles like that. I think like 5 p.m. and wherever and all those mm-hmm. where like he's rapping. Like he's yeah. like, fundamentally like he's rapping well and the beats like nice. But I don't think there's really a there's a draw to come back to it. 
I, I can see that. I think, you know, obviously with, with Drake's, you know, popularity, there's a lot of people that would disagree with that sentiment, but I, I definitely know what you you mean. With some of these Lucys, it's like, he's rapping, but you don't have those bars that are really, like, connecting with you on a yeah on a personal level where it's like you, you keep on coming back. So I could feel that. I feel what you're saying. Um, for me, I'm, I'm going to go with the skip. Primarily just for that Eminem, the Eminem flip. I don't know what made why it rubbed me the wrong way so much, but it just didn't felt like. Right. What'd you say? Didn't sit right. Yeah, it yeah. just it didn't feel right. It, like I guess the fact that I immediately heard it and was like, oh, you just flipped Eminem. Like, and I, he's done this before with um, worst behavior, where he yeah. flips uh, Mace's verse on uh, from Mo Money Mo Problems, and and that when I heard it back then, for some reason I enjoyed it because I felt like the. The way he kind of switched the 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 flow and the energy of it, it it um, aided in his song. And this, I don't think it really aided in his song. It just was like I just immediately thought of Eminem when I heard yeah. it, and I couldn't get that to unstick. I guess I could see that. And twenty twenty is not the year where I want to be thinking about Eminem. No, no disrespect to Eminem, but it's like it's really past his time. Um, so for that reason, I think I'm gonna go with the skip. And the other Drake single, which is the last slapper skip we got for this week, is When to Say When. Uh, the first half of the the double single YouTube video. What'd you guys think? Uh, Trevor first. Uh, I, first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip it, but I gotta say like this sample is crazy, man. Like the way the way the sample works on this track is nuts. I love this instrumental, but I think I'm gonna skip it because it sounds a lot like a Scorpion throwaway to me. I don't know. It just kind of has Drake uses it. He recycles the a lot of this of the flows that he uses on Scorpion on this, um, and he's got. I, I'm trying to remember the bar. I have the lyrics up right here, but he's got a couple like big, big Sean worthy like corny bars in here. And I feel like Drake is like starting to slip into that into those corny bars. I don't know if it's because like he's writing lyrics himself now. Um, but I'm just playing. Jack. I have I have not I have nothing wrong. I don't have anything wrong with Jack Ghostwriters. But um, yeah, I don't know. This one just didn't really didn't really catch my ear. I, it's just really boring, I guess. And Drake sounds bored on it. All right. Um, so I'm gonna skip it. And Trey, what'd you think? Um, I like the Bobby Glenn sample. So I'm gonna give the beat right off the bat. That's a slap to me. That and you know that's pretty standard for Drake. He's gonna get top tier production. Oh yeah. yeah. I actually, uh, I'm actually. I can't even specify. I'm gonna. I'm bordering between Matt and Slap. I know I personally semi slap to this. So it's a semi slap. <laughs> Again, I don't. I know I won't come back to this song. Yeah. yeah. And I know it's because it's Drake. I like Drake, but I don't think there's a lot of Drake music to me that draws my attention back. Besides, okay. like if you're reading this, it's too late. And a couple of the mm. records, maybe some tracks I'll take care. But I did like this. Like when I actually listened to it the first time. I sat down and watched the video, and I'm like, actually, I'm enjoying watching it. And yeah. I usually, you know, I you gotta give him credit for that. So I'm gonna give him. He's a step above a man. He's a semi slap on that one. But being attached to the Chicago freestyle also kind of cuts it for me because I don't want to sit here and then like halfway through be like, all right, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He released them both. I think as Lucy's on SoundCloud as well. If you're trying to listen to him separately, yeah. but yeah, I probably still won't. all right so we're gonna move on to uh picks of the week um then we'll get into our our march madness bracket uh so picks of the week we you know how it goes we just pick an album that we've been listening to new or old this week um and we kind of talk about it real quick as well as a song a single uh 
a single, Jesus, words are hard, <laughs> a single that we've been listening to this week and we talk about it. So, Trey, we'll let you go first. What's an album you've been listening to this week? Okay, uh, I'm actually going to walk away from hip-hop for a second with this. Nice. Okay. Um, for the past week, I've been listening to, uh, and I've been listening to a lot lately in general, but Titanic Rising by Wise Blood. Um, okay, I'm not hip. I'm not hip either. So, Natalie Maring, Wise Blood, uh, she's an indie artist. I don't even know how to describe where she's at. She's kind of like in between pop, rock, all that kind of stuff. It's very heavy album, kind of moody. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's might be my album of the year for 2020, 2019. And um, I've been listening to it a lot lately, and uh, just vibing. Uh, All right, good stuff. Out. Is this what you you linked this to me last night, right? No, actually, last no last night Caroline Rose, and I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay. Uh, literally today at midnight or whatever, she dropped her new album, uh, Superstar. And this how more pop? And have you listened album. to that? I have listened to that. What'd I did that as soon as I woke up. Okay, what did you think of that one? Uh, I really liked it. It was fantastic. It had great energy and. Uh, still felt very kind of avant-garde in a little bit of a way uh and i love caroline rose so i'm very excited mm. uh, to continue listening to it all right okay i would definitely have to check out both for you to listen to it yeah i will definitely check out both this weekend uh i, I can't guarantee this weekend now that i think about what my saturday is gonna be like i can't guarantee saturday <laughs> possibly sunday uh i gotta listen yeah. to a lot of meek mill and little tj tomorrow for uh this blarney concert um but trevor what you? He's on rap genius, like little TJ lyrics. Yeah, I'm, no, on God, I'm not even going. I'm not even going front here because you know on the podcast we don't lie. I was, I'm not like a huge little TJ fan. I've heard a couple of his songs like at pre games and stuff, but yesterday I was like on a little deep dive. I wasn't on genius or nothing, but I was just like <laughs> little TJ at Apple Music, just play all of his most popular songs, so I don't show up to this concert looking stupid. Um, <laughs> but uh, Trevor, Trevor, what is your album pick for the week? Uh, my album pick for the week. So, I've been revisiting JPEG Mafia a lot after he dropped Bald Man. Um, yeah, so I've been I've been just ripping all my hairs are cornballs for the last week, bro. It's that crazy. I yesterday I had to drive into Boston uh, for a dentist appointment. That's the first album I played. That's yeah, crazy. bro. Like literally for me, like that's how I start some of my days, which is crazy because like that album is like such a f- trip, like. I feel like I should not start my day with, like, that much chaos. But, like, I love it, bro. I love how it all blends together. He's fearless. The production on it is, like, god tier. He's unreal. That's probably my album pick of the week because I've just been feasting on that. Well, my album pick of the week came out today. It's already been mentioned. We got a, we got a couple haters on this podcast, but it's all good. Lil Uzi Vert. Bro, chill. I haven't even listened to the album yet. <laughs> I haven't even, yo. I'm not, once again, we don't lie on this podcast. I've not finished listening to this album yet. <laughs> Because I had to prep for this podcast. But from what I've listened to, the production wow. is... You, wait, 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 wait. What's up? You've been listening to this album the past week? No, not... Oh! Uh. <laughs> not the past week, but as of... As, as of Friday at 2.25 p.m., I've listened to 80% of the album. And... It's, it's classic Uzi. Um, in terms of, you know, the energy is always there. Every song, I, I listen to Uzi, as I said before, because it's just, it makes me feel like happy and fun. Like just the, the happy go lucky like vibes. Don't yeah. overthink anything. Don't overthink the lyrics. Cause if you do, you you're, you're going to hate you it. Will, you'll, you'll run into some pitfalls. <laughs> yeah. Like you're better yeah. off listening than reading the lyrics. But production wise, it's got this like futuristic, like dance vibes to it. Like I, I want to just play some dance dance revolution to this album. Honestly, <laughs> if, that, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. 
that's just all I want to do yeah. when I hear this album. So for that reason, I'm going to have it as my pick. Um, I guess if you really want to test me, I also listen to my All My Heroes Are Cornballs as well. Yesterday, yeah. funny enough, I was listening to If You're Reading This, It's Too Late on the Way Back from the Dentist. So that's Fire. that's what I've listened to in the past two days. Yeah. I've been listening. I've been lazy. I've been listening to my playlist a lot. This I've week, also so. been lazy. <laughs> um, but now let's all pick a singular song. So Trey, you go first on just a song. Uh, I know this is going to sound funny considering the context, but this past week I've actually been listening to a lot. Um, the song All My Heroes Are Cornballs off. The- oh my god. Bro, that's my favorite song. <laughs> that's, oh! that's my jam, yeah. bro. Yeah. There was my, I mean, it's not crazy because it was probably one of my top 10 played songs last year, and it was my top played album last year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, I've been listening to that a lot actually this week. Man, that beat is so uh, crazy. The ending, yeah. The best part, obviously, everyone's favorite line is the meal is gonna be large. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the meal is gonna Extra be large. <laughs> I love yeah. that part, man. All right. Um, but yeah, no, that's it. That, that, Trevor, what's your pick? I feel kind of fly Bro, standing next to you. <laughs> Baby girl, how do I look in my do rag? Thundercat, <laughs> Thundercat, Dragon Ball do rag. I don't care what anybody says. That song is so good. It's bro. the song of the decade. <laughs> Damn. I love that Trey, song, man. I have, I have, and Black Qualls. Okay. Oh, Black Qualls is dope too. Black Qualls is dope, but Dragon Ball do rag. When I watched that video, like <laughs> something. I've seen the video. Haven't you haven't, you need bro. To, the video is amazing. Once, once amazing. you get off this uh, this phone call with us, you need to watch the video. Like, I don't know what about the video the, besides the fact that it's hilarious, but it just <laughs> it spoke to me on a deep level. And I was just <laughs> listening to the lyrics, and I was like, "Baby girl, do you love me in my do rag?" And it just hit my spirit. I looked in the mirror, and I was like, "Man, I love me in my own do rag." And I just I just felt that. I don't know how else to yeah. explain it. Thundercat's voice is just so angelic that he could literally sing anything, no matter how funny it is, and it yeah. still just sounds amazing. Bro, so, that's the thing. He's so like f- talented. <laughs> he just makes like outrageous music. <laughs> his, his lyrics are just crazy. Amazing song. But I love I love Thundercat. Yeah, I can't I can't say it speaks to me on that level because I've never worn a do rag. Nothing wrong with but... that. Trev. <laughs> Trev, Trev, don't ever wear a do rag. I will never wear a do rag. <laughs> I I can promise you today I will never do that. But, but man, that's that that song is just so funky and like like you said, man, his vocals are just heavenly, heavenly, heavenly. So. Dragon Ball D-Rag is my pick. (laughs) That concludes our picks of the week. Um, So we're going to move on to this year's March Madness bracket that 808's and Ankle Breaks is making for y'all. So last year, I don't know if you were hip to this, Trey, last year we kind of did a bracket based on rapper lyrics based on basketball players so like a earl Earl sweatshirt with uh chum with the the vince carter reference different player references um so and last year's winner do we remember who last year's winner was trevor by chance it was jay-z if jay-z's paying lebron i'm paying Dwayne wade yes that was so that was last year's winner um so this year we're switching it up uh we decided to do our brackets based on rap groups and rap duos I will start by saying we only li- we limited it to 32 names to kind of keep it with mostly more more known names as well as keeping and still having a balance of modern and old. So they're they're talented artists and groups that didn't make this list not because they're not great like say a uh, a 
Black Star. We they only had one project together, uh, Most Def and 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 Quali. So because of that, you know, we took them off. Um, Salt and Pepper. That was just an error where we accidentally let that slip. The Far Side. There, there's a lot of groups that were were taken off of this list. Um, so we could try and have that balance of old and new. Um, so Trevor, do you feel like we should? Re- I feel like we shouldn't go through every single matchup. So we're just kind of. I, I think we should each pick like. One or two that yeah, we... Yeah, let's all pick yeah. two of our, our the most interesting first-round matchups, say why we think it's interesting, and who you're picking in it. Yeah. So, uh, Trey, you go first. Pick one of your matchups. Oh, yes. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm going to pick one that has like, a couple of, couple of you know, current artists, and I just had it, and I was looking at it, and now my eyes are... Okay, here we go. I'm going to pick one of a couple of current artists, because I think it's a funny juxtaposition of two guys. I see... Uh, oh, not two guys, two groups. Uh, Migos and Run the Jewels. Yeah, <laughs> that was going to be my pick. <laughs> <laughs> They're matched up in a 2-7 in whichever group, the third group here, and uh, there's something about that. I don't know. Very... So, so different. Like, so <laughs> different, but, oh my God, that was going to be my pick, too. Kill, yeah, well, you got Migos no. from the South, Killer Mike <laughs> also from the South, but definitely, as you said, completely different artists in terms of you know where they're coming from, what their goal is to get across with the music. Um, so what's your pick in this one, Trey, if you had to? Uh, I mean, it's tough. I prefer Run the Jewels. Uh, mm-hmm. and I love LP, I love like Def Trucks, and I love uh, his production. But... Like, Migos is obviously a lot more notable, and I think they have to get points for that. And the first culture Culture album... Culture is iconic. Iconic. Yeah, it is. But the second culture album uh, happened. (laughs) So, you know, so consequently... The second culture did happen. I'm going to roll Unfortunately. Give me the seventh seed. You'll take Run the Jewels? I wasn't as crazy about Run the Jewels 3 as I was about 2. Even though a lot of people didn't age as well, I really... I'm more of a fan of two. Okay. I heard that little sigh that whatever that was. <laughs> no, yeah, I love RTJ three man. I remember when that that dropped on Christmas, and I remember like, I remember that night, I was about to go to bed, and then I saw that they dropped, and bro, I for the next I just had so much energy after listening to it. I was awake for the next like four hours. Like that, that shit just kept, that shit just drove me up a wall. But I love RTJ three. Um, RG, RTJ two though. Not a bad pick though. Like they're both they're both great, obviously. Yeah. But. I'm also I'm also in my room looking at uh Meow the Jewels. Meow the Jewels, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on vinyl right in front of me. So I love I'm it. Like I'd feel wrong picking Migos. <laughs> fair, fair. I wouldn't be right. I think I'm gonna pick Migos just in the fact of culture's impact was so big that they got Migos got the bag. Flipped it, made another album like a watered down version yeah. of Culture was, and then when it made solo albums, like if there's no Culture, those albums can't come out. Like there's no way you get a Quavo Offset and Takeoff album that are all like pretty mediocre. So I'm gonna give it to Migos just in the fact that they made a big enough impact that they could make those solo albums. Mm. Trevor, give me a pick. Yeah, so um, like I said, like that was uh, RTJ and Migos were gonna be my pick, but uh, my backup is actually gonna be in the same group. I'm going to go with Mob Deep and Ray Shrem. That's going to be really interesting, bro. That is going to be very, nah, very interesting. If we're keeping it a buck, that's a blowout. Yeah. If, we, if, we, if we're... Bro, I don't... I don't know. See, like, that's the thing. I don't know. If we're keeping it a buck, it should be a blowout. If we're going off of Twitter, um, I think probably Ray Shrem is probably going to win this. Which is tragic. <laughs> yeah. Because Mob Deep has... Several classic albums that yeah. the Ray Shrimp just can't touch, but that's just my opinion. Trey, what do you think on this one? 
Um, okay, so this operated through Twitter? Yeah, yeah, so the way we do is we just put up some oh, polls. Okay. And so, so I'm going to say real quick, my projection is from Migos to win, but... Oh, for the last one? Oh, yeah. okay. I, I yeah. project Migos to win in that case. Yeah. Um, Obviously, again, I'm gonna take oh, Rob D. Also, we're not we're not making predictions here, even though like that, yeah. I I see the sentiment. Just, yeah, we'll just make, make your own that. personal picks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm taking Mob Deep, even though I know they won't. Yeah. Yeah. Mob Deep, you know, you know just, the, the infamous. I'm not a Ray Shrum fan. Yeah, I feel. Oh, see, I'm a Ray Shrum fan. That's the thing. I really, I, I truly I am. Yeah. Sway Lee, but. I just, I hey, just don't sleep on Slim Jimmy. Dude, don't so, you, yeah. I'm going to cut you yeah. off before you. If you're going to slander Slim Jimmy, we're going to have to cut you off the pod. <laughs> I, <laughs> I ride for Slim Jimmy. Jim Tro. <laughs> Jim Tro, his third of the album of uh, Shrimp Life 3 was the best part of the three albums. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Jim, Jimmy was putting in that work. He had those tough beats. Um, but I will say, like, come on. Like, you compare one of the three shrimp lives to the infamous and it's just not a competition no um, at the end of the day just so many classics on that album that's just gonna be so interesting like i feel like it's, it's gonna be neck and neck we'll see but we'll see i just the thing is i don't even know what type of hip-hop fans follow us on 808 it's and gonna be, yeah it's, i think it'll be neck and neck but it'll be the exact opposite people voting. yeah exactly yeah 100 100 percent. um so i guess i'll make my pick now I guess. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the interesting first-round matchup of the Wu-Tang Clan versus Earth Gang. <laughs> and I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to say it right here, right now. Earth Gang by a landslide. Bro. By a, it's not even. I don't think. Nah. Not, nah. Nah. <laughs> I don't even think Earth Gang would agree with me, but I ride for Earth Gang that much. Like, they're my number one, like, by far. So I'm gonna go Earth Gang. They just got they got that vibe music like Wu Tang like they're dope and they got those those cold piano keys and everything. But can you can you vibe to it? You sound like a troll, bro. Can you Shut vibe up! To it? <laughs> Shut up! Yeah, I can. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm assuming you guys' pick on this would be Wu Tang, correct? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ride with Wu Tang on this. Yeah. Um, pretty comfortably. Res- uh, respect. Also, like solo records for. And I think that counts. Um, I'm going to count it. Uh, the okay. solo records for everyone on the group. That's points. Mm. That is fact. That is points, Swords, yeah. Swords is basically a Wu-Tang album. Like, Fair. Fair. enough heads on it. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not really... Uh, no disrespect to Earth Gang. Oh, yeah, it's really not a competition. I just... Yeah. I ride. I ride. If I'm no, the one just, Earth uh, Gang pick, that's fine. If it's 99%, just know who that 1% was. It, yeah. it was me. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll all do one more pick and then we'll move on to basketball. Yeah, so. You're like the Tulsi Gabbard delegate. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Um, Nobody right. expected it. So, Trev, you give us one more pick, then Trey, then I'll give you guys one more. You know what's going to be interesting is BC Boys and House of Pain. I feel like that'll uh. be a... Well, I don't. I don't care enough about House of Pain besides yeah. like that one song. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go. I, See, that's I, what I think is gonna carry them. And I'm not even like a Beastie Boys no. fan like that. But no in way. terms of like their impact, I'm gonna go Beastie Boys. Yeah. Because if they're that's if, a safe. Do you have, if mm. we're keeping it a buck, if there are no Beastie Boys, are there white rappers? Bro. Yes. Yeah, they love. They, yeah. yeah, they're gonna jack the style. What do you? Yeah, yeah I, I guess regardless, there are. Yeah. But they're it's they're inevitable. the gateway. That's inevitable. Wait, what'd you say, Trey? I'm sorry. You think Macklemore is doing this based on precedent? (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I just, I definitely have noticed like We're Eminem. This into the section. I've. What'd you say? Are we even? Wait, did he officially pick this one yet? Or are we just talking off? Uh... Um. Yeah. Who Who do you pick out of this? These two, Trevor. <laughs> My bad. Oh, I'm picking BC Boys. Okay. But I, I just think it's gonna be interesting. Okay. I don't know. Fair. Fair. We'll see. It's a clash. Clash of cultures. <laughs> I'll definitely. I'll go. I think Beastie Boys are probably winning this one, unless you know you got the people that just love to jump around and they just are yeah. like, no, we're going House of Pain regardless. We'll see of that the, the matchup, bro. I doubt people even know like jump around is by House of Pain. All right, so Trey, your pick now. Okay, for the same one, it's Beastie Boys. Like that's okay. Or am I picking a matchup? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as in your matchup. But yes, thank uh, you. All right, two uh, the two seven matchup. In the other group, it's Bone Thugs and Brockhampton, which is just funny. Phenomenal. It is there's funny. About, there's something about ranking a bracket of subjective things. Yeah. Because it's hard to really do a matchup when they're already ranked against each other. Yeah. So I will um, say, the the for those listening that are like, how did they come up with the, the rankings? So me and Trevor, we were trying to come up with some kind of order, and I was like, how about we just look up like the highest their albums have gotten on the charts? And this is not including the, the newer people. They kind of just got thrown at the bottom seed because they're the rookies, you know? Like, we yeah. have to treat them like that. But like one th- seeds like one through six is pretty much like, did you have a number one album? Did you have a number two album? Number three? And that's pretty much how it goes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, word. So, I mean, I'm going to take Bone bone Thugs here. Uh, and I'm not really going to think about it that much. I do like Brockhampton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Kevin Abstract. Arizona Baby was a really good record. I was actually put on to Brockhampton, I think, a little late. It was, like, late 2017. I think they already had a few records out. Shout out, mm-hmm. Jaylene. Um, yeah, you put me mm-hmm. on to, what's Arizona Baby. I wouldn't have listened to that if you yeah. didn't link me. Uh, yeah, uh... But yeah, I like I like Brockhampton enough to like not say I don't. Yeah. But yeah. I would never I would never go out of my way to really listen to their solo re- their group records. So I got to give it to Bone Thugs on this. And also just, you know, the legends. So Fair enough. It's already kind of a thing there. And the uh Buffalo Wild Wings thing. So I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um my I guess my pick the next one I want to discuss it's I gotta do it, man. It's that it's that East Coast versus the New West. It's or it's the old West Coast versus the New East Coast. NWA versus Griselda. I know that there was we were in talks of removing Griselda <laughs> from this tournament because we, we got some. Once again, I got haters. I got haters on my oh. podcast, but it's all good. Griselda, they're kind of tough. Trey, you don't like Griselda? No, no, they can spit, and uh, I got respect for them. But I just, I don't know. I just don't think there's a lot of. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of. They're not going to do well. They're not oh, I agree. No, no, they they're definitely get, yeah, they're they don't bounced. have the fan support to win yeah. it. But if we're looking at in terms of the... Obviously, NWA has more iconic songs. But if you listen... If you listen to That's Griselda's... The you're about to make. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to Griselda's newest album and you, you put it right next to Straight Outta Compton. Hey, man. All I can say is they could run with them in pickup. Chill, bro. If they were playing pickup... NWA, Griselda could run with them. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying, you know, Griselda should win this. I'm just saying, put some respect on Griselda's name. Put some respect on Benny the Butcher's name. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Bro, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I get your point, but, like, for me, I feel like NWA is, like, a championship pick. I feel like they're going to end up in the championship. Oh, easily. You know? Easily. 100%. But once again, if I'm the 1%, <laughs> 
I'm, I'm playing. I don't even think I would vote for Griselda in this matchup. But like, oh my God. I just want I want a little bit of respect on their names. Another Understood. last last matchup I want to mention just because of like the 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 conflict in it. Uh, Clips versus the Hot Boys. You got Ooh. four or five seed. You got Young Lil Wayne versus Damn. Pusha T and Malice. Yeah. And you know they had that beef. So that's that's just interesting to me. I would probably pick Clips in that. But mm-hmm. Hot Boys, you can't sleep on them. Hell no. Um, Who do we think's taking the cake? Outcast, bro. Yeah, it's Outcast. Yeah, I've I've seen enough of these like run already to like know that Outcast is a hundred percent gonna be the winner. Outcast is because like everybody likes Outcast. Yeah, whether you're seven or fifty five, you're gonna like Outcast. They just make timeless music. Yeah, I think the classics also have the massive uh, advantage of even if objectively you can kind of like take them and put them up against you know younger acts and kind of compare them it's mm. like it feels wrong to go against them exactly yeah that yeah it does you know what i mean like you love like griselda but you're never gonna sit there and be like well yeah i almost <laughs> i almost did then i was like come on bro you know you, you can't like, say that you get a quick like shiver you're like shaking while you're about to press that button <laughs> yeah that's it facts facts all right, so we're going to move on to basketball. Uh, we're going to just do a quick game of uh, buy or sell, which is pretty simple, I would assume. You know, if you agree with the take or, or you're all in on it, you're going to give it a buy. If you're against it, disagree, sell. So first, the Memphis Grizzlies holding on to their playoff spot of the eighth seat in the West. Buy or sell, Trey. Uh, I'm gonna sell that. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sell that. Hey! Uh, the Pelicans have an easy schedule coming up. I'm gonna sell this. I just see the Pelicans have momentum. Uh, Zion's obviously a big edge for them, and they have an easy schedule. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's I right. just was also talking about the Grizzlies. I don't think I've ever been able to get excited. Yeah, I think the the Grizzlies ever. have they have a lot of team. ever. Damn. Ever. I, I, they even like when they upset like the Spurs. What was that? Like 2011. Like. It was impressive after the fact. I really don't. Yeah. But I couldn't get excited for it happening for some reason. I feel you. The, just, I don't know what it is. The grit and grind Grizzlies were always like my playoff team when the yeah. Lakers weren't doing good. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I remember they had that, like, it, I think it was a first rounder in 2014 or 2015 against the Thunder. And I remember rooting for them. And then Reggie Jackson had, like, a ridiculous game three for the Thunder and saved them in that series, essentially. But Grizzlies have always been, like, my sleeper team. But as for, for the current Grizzlies keeping their playoff spot, not likely, in my opinion. you just got too many teams right under them that are either catching fire or just have better players that you know you can trust more, like the Blazers. They, yeah, have, was, yep. they have a Dame. If yep. Dame can, you know, stay healthy, they have a Dame. You know what I mean? And then uh, with a team like the Kings, even. The Kings have somehow skyrocketed since uh, Buddy Heald has yeah. started coming off the bench. So you have to look at them. And then obviously the, the number one pick to assume that's going to take them is the Pelicans with Zion just looking like a monster. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, Trev? Um. I hate that we're all in, agree- in agreement here, but yeah, I'm going to sell. Um, Trey, I really like the point you made about the Pelicans because I was just looking at their schedule too. Like, they, They're going to make a legit playoff push, so I could see them sneaking into that eight spot. Um, the Blazers also exist. Exactly. Yeah, yeah the Blazers exist. <laughs> That's exactly. another thing. I just And I can't really foresee a Western Conference playoffs without the Blazers right now. Um, you know, they're on a push too. So, I mean, they're four and six in their last ten, but... Still, I I just foresee yeah, the Grizzlies I, losing that spot. You know, Dame hasn't been healthy. Can no. anybody confirm that? Because I don't think he's been healthy. But I'm assuming if he gets back to 100, percent then they should be fine. Bro, because he's been balling this year. He's been like he's when he's 
when he shows up, he's been incredible. Yeah. So yeah, I I'm gonna sell. I don't think the Grizzlies right. can hold that. And I guess since we were talking about the Pelicans, this is kind of a good transition. So <laughs> Zion will steal Rookie of the Year uh, from Ja Morant. Thoughts? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on this one. Um, I hope the Grizzlies fans are happy because they got this. I don't think that hey, he might, but I don't think he should. I should say. Um, but what if, say, the Pelicans, mm. as we just talked about, leap them? Yeah, leap them in the standings. Zion continues putting up these ridiculous just numbers. That... Zion Williamson has played 17 games so far. John Morant has played far more than 17 games. Uh, and it's no disrespect to Zion. He's been awesome. And if it was on a per-game basis, then, yeah, he's the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But he's the rookie of the year? He's the rookie of, like, I don't know. He's just the rookie of the span he's been in the league. Yeah. Um. They gotta give it to Ja, regardless. I can't imagine unless he goes out and does like Will Chamberlain. Oh, right. <laughs> now that I said it. Now, now he's gonna that. do that. Yeah, now he's gonna there do was that. This, yeah. There was this article I was reading on the Ringer, and they were just kind of bringing up different like stats for Zion that just were like one of a kind. Where it was like it would be a stat where it's like only him and Shaquille O'Neal have had this field goal percentage, or either only him and Wilt have scored this much as a rookie. So was, there was a lot of crazy numbers that would make you at least consider it. But I think this is a similar case to the whole um, Malcolm Brogdon, um, Joel Embiid rookie of the year pick where Malcolm Brogdon just played more games. Yeah. John Moran has also played phenomenal when he has in the games he has played too, so I don't want to you know disrespect yeah. him. He just gave the Lakers buckets last week. That was a, a tough one that to watch. That was a crazy game. Um, but that's, that's the big edge for me because it's not like we're talking about like one distinctly so much. I mean, he is – better in my opinion but he's not Zion. so much better that it feels like you're settling when you pick John Moran right yeah right that's a good point agreed agreed um so next we got Steph Curry coming back he came back last night uh Thursday <laughs> night um his team is clearly like they're lottery locks yeah how do we feel about Steph Curry coming back from injury in March um with his team having no chance to win uh Trevor you first I mean, I like it. I'm glad that he's playing again. You know, he's he's such a fun player to watch. So like, you would say bye? Yeah, I'll buy in. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I guess, like, if you're the Warriors, though, you do have to consider, like, are you going to settle for that for that lottery pick? But then again, like, they changed how the system works when picking lottery picks. Like, because, I mean, remember last year, Knicks fans were convinced they were getting that top three pick. <laughs> they were convinced. And so I could I feel like it could be the same thing where, like, Maybe they improve. Maybe they like slide up a little bit in the standings, but they're still gonna get a high pick no matter what. Um, but I mean, if they tank and they end up getting like the sixth or fifth pick, you know, like what's the point? Yeah. But so I like it, but because I don't really see it affecting their lottery chances. Mm-hmm. So Trey, what do you think? Uh, I don't really know if this is a buy sell question, really, but I mean, I'm I I'm enjoying it. I don't think. I think he'll play. I think he's yeah. going to continue playing. I don't yeah. think anything's... I guess... No uh, well, so, by, by buy or sell, I was trying to phrase it as in, like, are you okay with your franchise oh, okay. player coming back from injury mm. this late in the season right. with nothing really to gain from it other than he's playing? Uh, I don't know. I just, like... I don't know how it feels if I was invested, but... I'm pretty, uh, I'm enjoying watching it for me, so I'm yeah. going to buy into it. Yeah, um, I'm I think I'm also in, in buy mode. If you asked me before last night's game, I, I would have been kind of in the middle, but just watching Steph play again, I 
I'm a Warriors hater, but it was just like it was a it was joy to be able to turn on the Warriors and be like, oh, that's that's something to watch for. His uh, the unselfishness he has as a superstar is just crazy. Like the second he's he's back in the game, the way he was moving the ball, setting screens for the Warriors, it felt like it was just a different offense with him just out there. Which obviously, when you're one of the ten best players in the NBA, you're gonna change the dynamic of a team. So I was just enjoying his passing and and the 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 freedom he was playing with to the point where I'm going to go by, even though I would say as as a Warriors fan, you definitely have to be watching this with, like, caution, where you're like, he, we never know. Like, this might be the 20-game stretch where something crazy happens. Yeah. He tears his ACL, and he didn't have to play. I was going to say, because his ankles are made of glass. Like, that dude yeah, always... It's, <laughs> it's been some years since he's had those ankle yeah. problems, but, yeah, still, you never know. With 20 mm-hmm. games where he hasn't played all season, to rev up the engines again without any real purpose, like, you got to think there's risk with that, at least. But he gets paid to play basketball, so he should play basketball if he's healthy. And the fans are paying to watch basketball. Exactly. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Fair enough. Um, so next, this is another kind of weird one. I-, I can explain it if it's confusing. Um, so are buying or selling on Buddy Buddy Old Man LeBron James, who has been recently shouting out a lot of young players on his Instagrams. At the end of games, it seems he's always giving like that speech to whoever the, the young player is, whether that's a John Morant or a Zion, which was seen on national TV on uh, last Sunday. Um, so how do we feel on this? Like, th- I guess the, the, the sell argument is like, oh, you're the best player in the world. This should be a competition. You shouldn't be friends with younger players. I don't know. Buy or sell, guys. I'm with it. Uh, I'm glad to see it. I, I think, you know what's funny? Is there are people who are displeased about this. Mm-hmm. This is literally what we just praised Kobe for. Mm. Facts. Facts. R.I.P. Kobe, like, by the way. Yeah. Like, I remember the uh, story with him going to, like, Dwayne Wade. Going to Dwayne Wade about the um, some like the way the Celtics were attacking him in the finals mm-hmm. defensively, and Dwayne Wade helped him out. So I don't really see. And I know it's not really something that would carry over to playing against him, but I don't really see why anyone would be that bothered by this. Yeah, um, I, I think the, the the crowd that could be bothered by this is like the crowd that is always like, oh, there's no there's no real competition in the league anymore. <laughs> yeah, like they're the all guys, friends. The guys yeah. don't hate each other. But I, I'm with you. I was. Right when writing this question, I knew everyone was gonna go by, but I still, you know, I thought it was an interesting topic because LeBron came out and literally said to anyone who's against it, "Kiss my ass." So I was like, "Oh, that's kind of an interesting headline." Yeah. But I'm I'm also in the buy group. It's just it's awesome that you know the best player in the in the league, um, while he's this old man now, he's uh, being an ambassador essentially for the league. Um, within these with these young players coming in, making sure you know they're they're right and just checking in and showing I guess how to be a leader of the league mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you both. I mean. I think it's also because the league's culture has changed so much that I don't have a problem with it. I mean, like, since I've been growing up watching basketball, like, I've seen how it's changed from, like, this competitive drive into just, like, everybody wants to compete but together. And everybody wants to get better together, you know? I think there's really the only guy that I can think of who, like, isn't buddy-buddy is Giannis. Yeah. Because he doesn't, to an extent. extent. I think that's mostly just with, like... I don't know, because I feel like Giannis is still generally pretty, uh, he likes to heap praise upon other guys. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, but once the game starts, he's definitely. Yeah, once, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think it's fine, you know, I, I mean, I absolutely buy into it anytime that LeBron can mentor young players, like, he's one of the greatest to ever do it, so, arguably Mm -hmm. the greatest, but, 
Yeah. All right. And this this last question, I'm I'm interested interested to see the opinions. This one's a little bit more divisive. Um, the Rockets small ball formula will carry them deep into the playoffs. Buy or sell, uh, Trey. Uh, I think it can. I'm gonna sort of buy on this. I think it can. I think people are really concerned about bigs, but the bottom line is a lot of these teams can't move with the Rockets mm-hmm. uh, mm. their, with their pace. And they shoot so many threes. A lot of these boards are going out like to where Russell Westbrook and those guys can get it. Yeah, they're a, they're a thick, they're a thick team, man. They're a thick team, looking like a bunch of Kyle Lowry's out. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I think it's uh, I think it has the potential to. Of course, we know how volatile this team is and how mm. volatile they've been before this. This only kind of, uh, ex- this only makes us more extreme. Mm. They they're going to have games like they just had a game, didn't they? Or they just yeah, they got clapped yeah, by the Clippers, Clippers last night. Yeah, they they'll melt down sometimes. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, that's the beauty of a best of seven series. This team can go deep into the playoffs. I don't know if they will. Yeah, mm. I do believe Westbrook's Westbrook's looked like bro. He's been unreal. so elite since, lately. Yeah, since this trade, since they got rid of Capella, Westbrook has looked like a god. Mm. I'll, I'll admit it, and I'm I would put myself on like not like the first ballot uh, hater of Russell Westbrook. Like I don't hate him, hate him, <laughs> but like I definitely was one of those people that was like, oh yeah, James Harden for MVP over triple double Westbrook. Like I was one of those people. Okay. Um, but he's just been untouchable. But uh, Trevor, what's your pick on, on this one? And I'll go out. Yeah, I'll I'll buy in. Like I agree with all the points Trey made too. Um, you know it's working for them. Like they've 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 found great success so far with this formula. Um. But then again, like, they did get, like, absolutely destroyed by the Clippers last night. But they also shot, like, shit from three. And, like, realistically, how many games are they going to have like that in the playoffs where they go, like, five for, like, 40 from three? I don't even remember how much it was. But I remember in in the fourth, it was, like, three for 31. I will say I saw them them have one of those type of games when they lost the Warriors uh, last year. It was that the year before. Well, they lost. The I think it was. Warriors yeah, both yeah. Years, so <laughs> wasn't that the same game? James Harden shot like one for twelve or something like that. I can't remember. I just remember yeah. they were not making threes last yeah. year, and CP was hurt. I'm honestly, I could be mixing up the years because yeah. the Rockets have lost the Warriors so many times. This is the one year that they have a chance to not do that. But I'm still gonna go with sell on this. Okay. I know the Rockets have been great, and I don't want to be that guy that just goes with the simple answer of, "Oh yeah, Harden and Westbrook." You know, they tend to struggle in the playoffs. Right, but. I think that that does play a factor into it. I think um, that will play a factor. But also, I think it depends on the team. But as long as you have a big man that can kind of slide defensively, you're golden. Like, I think the Lakers, they're the type of team that should be able to beat the Rockets. And I'm a Lakers fan, I'll admit. But they should be the type of team that beats the Rockets in the second round. Just off the fact of, oh, you guys want to play small? We'll just play AD at the five, and then everybody else will be small. And we'll still be able to feed AD and kind of just terrorize um, PJ PJ Tucker at, at the center position. But we'll see, though. We'll see. I'm definitely... Not I'm more surprised. I'm definitely surprised in the success that they've had, but I'm still iffy on it. Yeah, I think I think you made a good point too. Um, but I will say, like, it's so new for other teams. Like, they have not played against yep. a, against a team like this before. So I think it could definitely throw a team off in a seven game series. But then again, like, you should have that time to like recalculate and re-strategize if you are playing against yeah. them. I think um, the, the hardest thing is figuring out who are you going yeah. to help off of. I think you, you can say it's Westbrook, but can you really treat Westbrook like he's just not a threat at all? Is right. that really possible no, to just not at all. ignore him yeah. at, offensively? I think he's going to figure out a way to 
to still dominate whether he's being ignored or not. Bro, his he's been scoring so much in the paint because of this new system too. Like he's just found ways to get to the rim. Like does doesn't even matter, you know? Yeah. He's a beast. But I'm interested. I'll I'll ask one more question. Closing his eyes and yeah. Puts his head down, just runs. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to I'll ask this question before we move on though. Do we think this is like like a preview of what the league might look like in the future? Or is, like, a big man always going to be, like, a staple? I would say no, just because there are so many big men in the game today that have face-up skills, yeah. like an Anthony Davis, like a Carl Anthony Towns. Jokic, like it, yeah. Like a, even Embiid, who's a, a, traditionally he's back to the basket, but he can do face-up stuff. Yeah. And a lot of these guys can slide, um, specifically AD mm. and um, Embiid against the right matchups. That where I just don't think it's possible to just ignore. I think skill beats size, right? Right. But skilled size is gonna beat skilled small every yeah. day of the week. Like you That's just a good can't. Point. You can't teach size the same way you can't teach speed. But it's just when you got a big man that can do guard stuff or can at least defend guards, then it's over with. Mm. That's my opinion. Uh yeah, I mean, there's always going to be. I think it, it's a. I think it's an indicator <laughs> of what we're gonna see more of. Mm. We're gonna see more teams like this. I think. Yeah. Uh, but there aren't a lot of teams that they're not tall, but they're still kind of big. Like these aren't small players, so it's not like everyone has the personnel to just decide to do this. Right. We're not going to see a ton of these teams. We're going to start seeing them more often. Yeah. But um, but bigs will always be there because there's always going to be the bigs. Right. Maybe it. Maybe you won't see as many because it's kind of hard to justify some of the lower, lower tier centers that are just huge in our league but you'll definitely see like those guys still have a huge place in this league yeah absolutely right all right so trey we're gonna wrap things up with you kind of explaining the discussion that you brought to the table today and we'll kind of go from there let's do it yeah so um so this was actually inspired by a post i saw on reddit and somebody was talking (laughs) about like the number of players at any given time in the nba on average who would end up making the hall of fame and I thought that was a really interesting discussion. They looked at the current league, and they, you know, analyzed it based on this number, right? Based on it was like 26 players or something. And they went through all the guys who they consider locks, guys who might make it. And the thing I'm wondering is who? Well, there are a lot of questions based on this because it's just a general concept about Hall of Famers in the NBA today. Mm-hmm. But who's the youngest player right now that can be considered a lock for the Hall of Fame? And mm-hmm. the kind of a follow-up question based on that is looking at that player and what they did to get there, what's the youngest you can be to conceivably lock yourself into the Hall of Fame? Mm. So I have a, I have a pick. And okay. I don't know if you want me to lead off. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can lead it off yeah. because I want to kind of okay. understand what you're saying, locked in. Because I could easily say okay. Zion, right? But yeah. What is he, has he done enough to be locked in? Yeah. Probably not. Mm. Not really. So my pick is Luca because of his mm. overseas play and it's the basket it's the basketball hall of fame it's not the mm-hmm. NBA hall right, fame. It's not right. pro basketball hall of fame so i think luca is basically a lock for the hall of fame already i think the way i look at it is i don't say like if they stop playing now because that's that in itself is an anomalous circumstance right. but i like to think if they played underwhelmingly for the rest of their career i think luca's compared to what we should expect I think Luca would make the Hall of Fame regardless. Just because um, he was dominating as a teenager of, overseas. Yeah, I mean he's won his Eurobasket or whatever it is MVP. He was a champion. He's the Spanish League. He basically did the same thing, I believe. And uh, and he's already done well enough in the NBA. I think he's basically already a lock for the Hall of Fame. Mm. Um, 
which kind of changes the conversation of how early you can lock yourself into the Hall of Fame because age-wise you can play in those leagues younger. But I have Luka as my pick. Obviously, aside from him, in terms of based on what they've done in the NBA, it's got to be Giannis, Giannis in my mind. Yeah, um, just because he has the MVP already. Yeah, um, two, basically. I think I don't think it's really close this year for him, and I know that's another debate. But I don't, I can't see. Mm, how he's- yeah. I I think he's going to be MVP yeah, too. I, I don't inevitably, even think there's, there's yeah. much of a debate at this point. I know Doris Burke. She tried to do her little like LeBron MVP campaign <laughs> yeah. uh, during the Pelicans game, and yeah. I, I'm sitting there watching the game. You know, I, I ride for LeBron and the Lakers, but come on, man, it's not even yeah. comparable. Mm. Giannis has just been doing it every night, dominating every single night. His team's up twenty almost every single night, so. Tough to pick anyone else on that, but uh, back to this this uh, discussion, Trevor. Do you have any picks off the top of your head? I'm calculating right now. Yeah, I'm also calculating. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough because I think like my knee jerk reaction would have been to say Luca exactly because of what Trey said because of especially all the overseas stuff. Like you have to factor that in. Like he's a proven winner already. You know, even even if he like doesn't win a title in the NBA, which I can't foresee i feel like he's going to be an nba champion someday but he's already done so much with his career and like a lot of these young guys are playing out of their minds like trey young jason tatum brandon ingram but like what tangible success have they had so far you know i mean jason tatum's already had i would say two playoff runs i would say he's probably my pick i would yeah i would i would say jason tatum uh he's already had two deep playoff runs i shouldn't even say last year was deep because we got fucked by the by the Bucks, but um, uh, I would say yeah, I would say Jason Tatum is my pick for that. I mean, he, he just turned twenty two, <laughs> so I think the age question is really interesting too because it gives you a totally interesting way to look at it um, when considering it. But yeah, I'll yeah. I'll lock in Jason Tatum. I would have been picking between Tatum and Ingram, and the difference between Tatum and Ingram is Tatum has had that success in the playoffs. He even has like that iconic moment in the playoffs with the dunking on LeBron. So I think Tatum would be the safe pick beyond, beyond uh, Luka for this one. I think Ingram, if he had been on a team that could have, you know, maybe made the playoffs when he was, you know, in his uh, second and third year, then it, we could have at least had this conversation, but he didn't really, he didn't get that opportunity, and that's, he's a part of the reason why he didn't get that opportunity. You know, maybe if he was better, they would have been in the playoffs. But I, I would agree, I would go with Jason Tatum, even if it makes me kind of sick, even just saying it. Yeah, I'd imagine it would. <laughs> um, I, think, I think what this brings up, and I'm going to ignore Luca's outside accomplishments. I'm going to just say in terms of the NBA, what, what question this really brings up is, how early in your career can you conceivably lock yourself into the hall? How quickly can you pile up the accomplishments? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think in, you remember in 2K, I don't know if they still do this, in my player, there was like a list of accomplishments you needed to get mm. to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Like, in real life, how quickly could you beat that? I think we're going to find no out. Le- I, think I think there's no less than like six years, though. It's, it's just... Re- thing, nobody who's won an MVP has not made the Hall of Fame with yeah. eligibles. We'll see about so Derrick Rose. Rose is going to be kind of uh the vanguard for this question i guess Mm -hmm. yeah we're going to see i mean he's been good lately but he hasn't done anything hall of fame worthy at all really yeah since then i will say that that 50 that 50 point game just felt like it it at least it it inspired me a lot and to the point where like i can see how like that can be just looked upon as just as such a moment where the the i worked my ass off bruh like that's just such an iconic moment that that can be remembered when they're they're voting for their hall of fame 
the the Hall of Fame ballot. But I agree, he definitely hasn't had any of those moments beyond. I think that's his biggest moment since uh, you know dealing with all the injuries. Yeah, um, it's it's a really strange thing to think about. I don't know, just looking at him because it felt like early in his career he was destined for you know this long term superstardom, mm-hmm. and then it became like a meme. He was just so, and it was not that not that I liked that it was a meme because he was just constantly hurt and it wasn't really his fault. Yeah. But you know that kind of became the characterization of him. Like he's oh he's injured mm-hmm. by default. Yeah. Dwight Howard's another. Watch, oh, sorry for cutting you off. My bad. Oh, no, I was just saying it was surprising to watch him actually play basketball. Mm-hmm. He's yeah he still got it. That's the thing. He really yeah. does. Still quick. Um, I guess another guy in this that I was thinking of is like Dwight Howard. I was would, thinking would Dwight he Howard. Be a Hall of Famer yeah. because it's like he made the finals, the defensive players of the years. He, it's I easy feel, to. I feel like he is. I, I would yeah. say he's a lock, he's a but Hall of Famer. He's absolutely a Hall. He's a lock in my mind. Yeah. I, all right. I just wanted to clarify because he definitely had that journeyman step for a while. So I, I don't know yeah. if that would be a way to to remove him from that conversation. Um. It kind of reminds me, and I, these are very different players, but like people really are, and I know it's because he's old and he's still in the league now and everyone loves him, but the Vince Carter like hype train lately in terms of his career, in terms of like looking back at his career, we've retroactively turned him into like one of the greatest players of all time. He's one of the most entertaining I would, players. I definitely wouldn't he's say good. one of the greatest of all time, but he's are a, you saying he's yeah. not a Hall of Famer? He's a Hall of Famer. Okay. He's a Hall of Famer. But I'm saying, like, it's interesting looking at a guy like him, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And, yeah. Like, he's a basically a lock now because of the love for him. But I look at him, and I look at Dwight Howard's career, and I see some similarities. Mm. Mm. And, I mean, Dwight was more dominant earlier in his career than Vince Carter was for much of it. Dwight was winning Defensive Player of the Year by default. Yep. Carried his team oh, to a finals, yeah. essentially. Well, it didn't carry them, but you know what I mean. Was Dude, the best was, player on a finals unreal team. unreal <laughs> that year. Yep. Jeez. He had a near MVP campaign in 2011, uh, but Derrick Rose won. But yeah. he, he was the best at his position without debate for a while. Hmm. And there aren't a lot of times you see a player like that. Yeah, very true. Um, I will say we are kind of running low on time. We are approaching that hour mark. Our episodes are usually 40 minutes. It's fine. <laughs> but the li- whoever's listening, like, thank you for listening. And you're welcome for this extended episode today. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> we love you very much. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today, Trey. I really appreciate it. Uh, we will definitely be in touch, whether it's on 808s or ankle break and ankle breaks or whatever my next project is. I don't know. But we will <laughs> definitely be on a podcast together again at some point. Thank you for yeah, coming on, hopefully, Brody. Uh, hopefully I can be there face-to-face to talk. All facts. Yeah. All right. Peace, bro. Peace, Trey.